Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, uh, joined again today by our guest co-host, Mrs. Hillary Lean. How are you doing today, Hillary? I'm doing splendid. Thanks for asking. Yeah, thanks for joining us again today. Uh, Pastor Radical is out of town still, so uh, uh, we're just the two of us back in the office here. And Neil, if you're listening, we, we do miss you. Uh, today we're going to start with a brief devotional thought based on Genesis chapter 37, verses 32 to 36. Um, this is uh, uh, from our read the Bible in 2023. So if you're not aware, we read the Bible last year, we rolled it over, and we're doing it again this year. So if you uh, go to our website, you can find the daily Bible readings. There's an Old Testament selection, there's a New Testament selection, there's a selection from uh, Psalms and Proverbs, and you can read each day. And, and if you keep up every day, you'll read the whole Bible in a year. Um, so today, the Old Testament reading is Genesis 36 and 37. And this is from the very end of chapter 37. And I asked uh, Mrs. Leon here if she would maybe set up for us this reading. So you want to kind of give us some of the context, the background before we get into our scripture reading here? Yes, for sure. So Jacob had many sons, most of them from his first wife, Leah, uh, and then his favored wife, Rachel, gave him one son at this point, which was Joseph. And since Rachel was his favored wife, Joseph was then his favored son, and his older brothers, Joseph's older brothers, kind of resented him for that. Uh, This particular text here comes shortly after Jacob gifted his son a brightly colored tunic, multicolored tunic, uh, which his brothers also resented. So (laughs) they were out taking care of the sheep, as was their job, and they saw him coming from a distance. Jacob had sent Joseph to them, and they were so angry at him, they wanted to kill him at first. Uh, But the oldest brother, Reuben, kind of urged them, "Don't, don't kill him, let's just dig a pit and put him in there. And so they put him in this pit, and then Uh, Some traders came along and they ended up selling him into slavery while Reuben wasn't paying attention. And uh, Joseph sent off into slavery. Reuben comes back and he's trying to figure out how he's going to explain this to their dad. So they decide that they're going to deceive their father and uh, tell them that that Joseph has been killed by a wild beast. Right, good. So that picks us up then to verse verse 32. So they they, uh, dip this this multicolored tunic in... uh, uh, the blood of a dead animal and so they give it to Jacob and so it says then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said we have found this do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not and he recognized it and said it is my son's tunic a wild beast has devoured him without d- doubt Joseph is torn to pieces then Jacob tore his clothes put sackcloth on his waist and mourned for his son many days and all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him but he refused to be comforted and he said for I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar and officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. So I think there's a couple things that we can, a couple t- topics we can kind of talk about here. Uh, maybe first of all would be favoritism or partiality and and the effects that that can have on a family. Um, you know, you have six kids, I have four kids. You know, it's easy it's easy to see certain things in your children that you admire or that you like, and you can. It's easy to find yourself slipping into a, a, a mindset of favoritism. Um, maybe you can, maybe an example, or maybe you can talk about why is why is that such a dangerous thing to to favor one child over another? 
Right. It's just incredibly painful, you know, especially, I mean, I find, I find some children are easier to raise than others for, mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah. You know, some kids are just have a quieter disposition. Uh, and so it's just, you don't have to discipline them as often, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just incredibly painful. And, and, uh, when you're not the one. Right. right. And cruel. And when you feel forgotten and yeah. Yeah. Well, and think of those 11 other sons as, you know, dad likes him best and he's doing best, you know, right. or I should say 10 others because Benjamin wasn't there, but uh, these other sons, you know, to have your dad who you love, who you admire, who you look up to, mm-hmm. but he doesn't love you as much as right. Joseph, you know, right. and so it hurts. For um, nothing, uh, there's nothing they could do about it. You right. know, it really seemed a lot of the favoritism in this situation came from what mom he had mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, there's nothing that Reuben or the rest could do about yeah. that. Yeah, you know? right, right. And so, you know, you could, and apply this to apply this to 2023, the day and age in which we live, and you have all kinds of different family situations where there's right. step-siblings step or stepchildren, and um, it, it became, can be very easy to favor one child over the other, and that's why it's so important. And, you know, children will even joke about it or they'll laugh mm-hmm. about it, you know, your dad's favorite, your mom's favorite, or they right. love you more. You know, I remember doing that when I was a kid. Uh, Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The baby of the family, we always, or I had one sister, right? And so <laughs> yeah. the one sister, we always thought she was favorite, mm-hmm. you know, or the, or the baby of the family, he was the favorite. And uh, it's easy to start thinking that you're, and a word to your kids, to the children, if there's any children listening too, is it's easy to, to it's easy to project onto your parents the idea that, that they are fi- favoring one over right. the other and, you know, don't. We should, we should be careful how we do that. We shouldn't right. just assume that right. mom and dad do have favors because they're, you know, your parents hopefully are trying to make a balance yep. uh, between all their children. Yeah. Yes. And you can see how just dysfunctional this ended up being yeah. with this family where obviously now they're sold, selling. Well, first they're going to kill Joseph and then they're going to sell him into slavery. They're so far into the hatred that they're willing to go that. Yeah, right. That far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty angry at my brothers, I remember, back in the you know, when we were mm-hmm. much younger. But uh, never to that right. never to that point. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the next thing I, I want to talk about is uh, living a lie. Um, so these brothers, you know, they made a pact. Yep. We're not telling dad about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they said we're gonna go to you know we're gonna go to our graves and not tell dad about what 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 happened here. Um, uh, what's that phrase? Uh, snitches get stitches oh, right, right? Yep. yeah or the, mm-hmm. the idea that nobody can tell nobody can can tell about this lie because then we're all gonna get busted right um, so you have this this blood pact if you will of these brothers and it's you know it's really an unhealthy thing Absolutely. to have this to have something like this a lie in your life that's this big and this significant and that you are you know you're just keeping going you know mm-hmm. I, I've known people who um, have a big lie that's just it eats them up and, it, and they they can't even it'll affect all their areas of their life because all of a sudden if you have this one big lie you have to be careful about what you say around yeah. who you say it and what what you're doing and you know uh it's it it eats you alive slowly uh, over time and um it's one of those things where you know the bible tells us that everything that is in the dark will be brought to light eventually mm-hmm. you know and and this was obviously we know is going to come to light right uh, eventually and you can only imagine imagine what Jacob thought years down the line when he finds out that his son was actually alive the whole time. And could you imagine having that conversation? Right. You know, that when the brothers all came back and were like, okay, dad, we got to tell you something, Mm -hmm. you know, and that had to, that had to have been a very difficult conversation. Yeah. And just so heavy. Yeah. I I also think about the interpersonal um, problems that this must have brought you. Obviously, you know, Genesis doesn't record any of that, but when you have a heavy secret like that, 
mm-hmm. that there's multiple parties, there's 10 of them mm-hmm. that know about yeah. this. Yeah. Do you trust that, you know, Judah's not going to say something to his wife or right. to, you know, and then you have all the daughters too that aren't mentioned here. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, is someone going to say something in their tent and then a daughter's going to overhear it? And yeah, just heavy. And yeah. I feel like you're always on edge. They're then. worried all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's why honesty is always, the, you know, I tell people honesty is always the best right. possible policy if you can if you can be truthful in everything you say and everything you do and and in every conversation you have with people then you don't have to right. worry about well who did i tell about this or what did i say to this person about right. that you know because there are people who you know chronic liars who, who lie about things yeah. and, and they they constantly have to worry about well, what did i say to this person or how did yeah. i explain that or you know uh yeah and it can get really really messy really fast and uh so deception and living a lie mm-hmm. is something that just it causes so many headaches and that's why if we can just be truthful and honest, as God has called us to be, let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're, there, will, there are great blessings to come with that. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Joseph, or Jacob's unwillingness to be comforted, right? So verse 30, uh, 35, and all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. Uh, that's kind of an unhealthy reaction mm-hmm. too, isn't it? You know, if... if you know, God forbid you ever have a child die or God forbid, you know, uh, uh, some sort of a situation like this would have happened to you. What what does it say about Jacob, do you think, that he just, he refused to be comfort, comforted? Yeah, incredibly stubborn, I feel like. Yeah. You know, um, that it was just, it felt like maybe the path of least resistance mm-hmm. to just be, yeah. you know, I mean, to, to go through a mourning process and try to come out of it takes a little effort I yeah, think from the yeah. person who's mourning too what are those stages of grief and denial is that yep. the first one <laughs> right and anger you know yeah. anger denial and yeah. yeah and so I think perhaps he just he he was just so stuck in it right and didn't want to let it go well and ultimately it's a refusal to accept God's will right because right. if, if if you believe in God and you trust that God has a purpose for everything that happens you trust that when God is ready to take a person home right. to heaven, well, then that that's God's purpose. And, right. you know, as far as Jacob knew, now this was a lie, obviously, but he, he didn't know about it. But as far as he knew, Joseph was dead. Yeah. And yet he refuses to accept God's, God's will, God's will mm-hmm. here. And so he refuses to be comforted. And, um, right. you know, for, for a pat- you know, one of the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for him to totally refuse to be comforted and say, I'm going to die in mourning, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's really a, a pretty helpless and hopeless attitude right. and a, not a good reflection of a faith that that trusts in God right. and his will. And the last thing I just would point out in this text is, you know, Joseph was still alive, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a, that's what's the comfort that we can have when we lose a loved one, when someone close to us uh, is taken to heaven. Well, is the truth that they're still alive too. You know, right. Joseph, Jacob mourned because his son was dead and he thought he'd never, you know, I'm never going to see him again on this earth. And, you know, it, we can mourn too, but we can also take comfort even though Joe. Jacob didn't, we can take comfort in the fact that our loved ones who die in mm-hmm. Christ are still alive and they're living with our, their Lord in, in heaven and our Lord in heaven and right. one day we will see see them again. Right. Any other thoughts on this section? Kind of fun little couple things to talk about there. Right. All right, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for, uh, for giving us that promise, that comforting promise of eternal life, one for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Continue to bless us as we walk as your children. Help us to not show favorites in our lives. Help us to let go of any anger or denial that we may be clinging to in our souls and rather to look to you and your will as good and gracious in our lives. Uh, Bless us as we walk as your children this day. Amen. 
Okay, a number of announcements today. Uh, this evening, our online Bible study uh, continues. We are in 1 John chapter 5. Uh, last week, we had a special guest visit from all those folks in Israel. That was kind of fun. I heard about that, yes. Yeah. Um, it was 3.40 in the morning their time, <laughs> but it was right after their plane had got in. Yeah. So they couldn't sleep, you oh, know. Yep. And so, uh, but yeah, Dory and uh, Margaret popped on quick, which was neat to, really to cool. chat with them. So I imagine they won't be popping on this week because <laughs> uh, they've gotten used to the time over there. But uh, um, yeah, so we're going through First John 5, and um, we might even wrap up today, depending on how, how quick we go. So... Um, this past week was the uh, voters meeting, January 16th. Thank you, Hillary, for getting all the work you put into the annual report and getting that out for us all to, to look at and work on. Um, I got a couple of updates from that voters meeting. Um, for the 2023 year, Mr. Jason Dick was elected as the congregational president um, for the umpteenth year in a row. Alan Omenson was elected as the congregational yeah. secretary. He's been secretary for as long as uh, most people can remember. Uh, we elected delegates for the Minnesota Conference, uh, so there is no convention this year. But we do, we are hosting the uh, Minnesota, or we are attending the Minnesota Delegate Conference this year, which is uh, uh, coming up in June. That'd be Jay Hanel and Ross Thieneman were delegates. Paul Beatty and Daniel Pfeiffer were elected as alternate delegates. Um, the auditing committee was uh, has remained the same for quite some time. That'd be Mark Geiger, Tom Lentz, and Lee Becker. They were, uh, they were elected as well. Um, the annual reports were reviewed. Uh, a couple of Board of Ed things took place. You can check those out in the minutes uh, as you have time. But then also, uh, as far as the, the 2022 Treasurer's Report, um, the general fund ended with a balance of plus $32,269.20. So praise the Lord for that amazing uh, outpouring of gift that he, that he gave to us. Um, what a blessing that... You know, we, I think we said we were 30,000 sh 30, short on the last day of the year, and yeah. then 60,000 comes in to, to uh, go way over the top. So an outpouring of love from our God and from our Savior and from the, the congregation as well to uh, continue to support our important, important work, important mission here at Emmanuel. Um, so a preliminary budget for 2023 was then presented. Uh, this, this budget uh, is a 6.21 increase on what we, we, we did for 2022. So... Um, keep that in mind uh, as we move forward in the coming year. Uh, the meeting recessed to January 30th, so that'd be uh, not this coming week, but the week after. Um, that'll allow our treasurer uh, to get back in town and to work through the rest of that uh, budget proposal, which will be finalized that evening, January 30th at 7 p.m. All righty, which moving on, a couple other announcements. Uh, this last uh, week. Uh, there was a snow cleanup on Monday. We want to thank the Holtmeyer Construction Company. They came in and they did it all for free. So yeah. I don't know if you saw, but they had a, a skid loader and a backhoe. They worked hard um, that Yeah, they mm -hmm. got a whole bunch of snow off our property, which is really a blessing because it looks like there's more snow I coming know. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's a, a really important that that happened because we, you know, the, the kids couldn't park in the alleyway anymore because right. there was so much snow that mm -hmm. if we parked back there, then the neighbors from the other side couldn't get out of their driveways. And yeah, right. so really got messy for a while. So we're thankful that that's out. And uh, hopefully that we shouldn't need to do that again this year. I hope. We'll see. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. um, the Outdoor Adventure Day uh, was scheduled for the 22nd of January. We had some changes on that. You want to talk about yes. what happened there? Uh, I just spoke to a representative at Mount Cato yesterday, and it turns out that they have to cancel on us. We cannot go to Mount Cato on Sunday the 22nd. They have a charity event, so they're closing down the slopes to everybody except the 
the people participating in that. So we're um, gonna change courses and go a different route. January 22nd from 12.30 to 2.30, we're gonna meet at Sibley Park and go sledding there. So bring a sled along and plan to join us for that. Obviously Sibley Park's free, so yep, yep. you can meet us up there. Free and event, we'll just have a bunch of Emmanuel people. Yeah, uh, just a whole bunch Sibley of Park. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Um, also this weekend, the grade school sings in church, so parents please note that, uh, that the grade school will be singing. Um, next weekend is the uh, annual Whitewater Camp, um, so uh, we'll be sending our high schoolers and some college students out to uh, Whitewater. There'll be no school that Friday as a, uh, what we normally do, so please uh, take note of that. And if you want to sign up, uh, I think you can still do that, but you yep. better hurry up and do that if you're going to. On that same weekend, uh, there is a National Women's Virtual Retreat. So there, this is the second one. They did another one in the yeah. fall sometime, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so th- uh, th- that Saturday, um, there you can log on to Zoom and do it at your home. But we're also hosting a viewing party here at Emmanuel in the church basement. So that's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, January 28th. Um, Kim Stelter is hosting it. She's got a bunch of plans for... Uh, uh, refreshments and stuff like that. So uh, I think uh, mm. she's going to get that set up on the TVs and the big uh, screens nice. we use for Bible class and stuff. And so it should be nice. So hopefully uh, you can plan to join us for that. And I think it's Pastor Eichstead and Tina Eichstead who have done a lot of the it. organizing yeah. and planning. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're familiar with them and uh, be nice to nice to touch base with them again. So I hope you can join for that. Uh, our prayer list, uh, we have our list of cancer patients still we're praying for on behalf of Tom Jensen, Carrie Dale, uh, Pastor John Hine, uh, an update, Norma Carlson, I just talked to uh, her son the other day. Norma uh, has two cancers right now. So we just found, they just found out she has both lung cancer and breast cancer, which is, uh, it sounds really bad, but actually it's it's better that it's rather than just being one cancer that is spread, it's, be, it's actually good that it's two different cancers because they're both in the very early stages okay. and so they're very treatable apparently. So good, good. Um, that's, that's how it's explained to me. So uh, we're hopeful that... There, she's going to be meeting with uh, some doctors coming up soon, and we'll see how the how those progress. But in the meantime, we certainly do keep her in our prayers because, you know, they might say, "Well, this is good," but uh, obviously, getting two cancers at once is a scary thing. Right. Uh, keep Trudy Dakins in our prayers. Trudy was moved to a rehab facility uh, as she tries to get home from that. Uh, that uh, lung uh, issue that she was having up in the hospital for quite some time. Paul Becker is home after his double knee replacement surgery. We thank God for that. Hope Redlin is home after her stay uh, at a rehab facility too. So um, thanking God for his blessings there for many of our many of our members. Which brings us to our Wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs. Uh, we're in chapter 23 today. I want to read verses 10 and 11, which say, Do not remove the ancient landmark, nor enter the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty, he will plead their cause against you. So as I was reading this, it reminded me of uh, a couple years ago, I, I built the fence in our backyard. So we have mm-hmm. a six-foot picket fence to kind of, it's not a, it's not to keep the neighbors out, it's to keep the kids in. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's so we can put our kids in the backyard and, you know, you only got to check on them every minute or so. Before, right. You know, uh, they're not running off wild and crazy through the whole neighborhood. Um, but when I was building that fence, one of the things you have to do is uh, I rented a, a uh, marker finder, like a, a landmark Mm-hmm. Finder, you have to rent this metal detector basically that that senses these great big pins that they the city put in the ground however many years ago yeah. to mark the corners of the property. So each property awesome. has these four pins that you can find with this this thing. I went uh, at some rent rent a tool yeah. uh, place in town, and so I found these these markers, um, and that's similar to what the children of Israel do way back in the day, as they put you know they didn't have uh, they didn't have uh, 
these pins way down on the ground uh, and they didn't have you know fences everywhere or whatever they just put these big markers so like mm -hmm. this is the corner so here's the marker the corner between my property and his property and his property this is right. the the marker and so what what, what uh solomon's saying here is don't move the ancient landmarkers yeah. right because if you're if you're a really sneaky guy you could probably get out there in the middle of the night and kind of like move it a, <laughs> move it a foot and then right. like the next year you move it another foot you know what i mean and like yes. slowly but surely you move you know you're cheating your neighbor out of a property or whatever right right, right. you probably do the same thing with these pins if i dug down deep enough or whatever but um uh obviously that would be deceiving, lying, uh, stealing, really stealing yeah. somebody else's property. And then he says, uh, so don't move these landmarks where that, that, that show where each person's land is and don't enter the fields of the fatherless. Don't take uh, property from people who do not have a, that male you know, that male protector, that male leader uh, who was there to protect them. And here's why. For their redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. So it's not don't do it because... Uh, it's not just don't do it because uh, uh, it's the wrong thing to do, but don't do it because God's going to come back and he's going to, he, he will judge you eventually because of what, what you've chosen to do here. Right. Um, and that, you know, the word redeemer is, it's a, the word redeemer is primarily used in a gospel sense. When we think of, you know, bought, he, the one who bought us back, the one who mm -hmm. paid for our sins, the one who, you know, who originally made us. And even though we were lost, him was willing to pay that price for us in order to bring us back to himself. But here it's really used in a, in a warning, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously when we see the word redeemer, we should think, um, we should think gospel, but also remember that God is powerful and he will, he will judge those who misuse the fatherless, misuse the widows, those who cheat and steal in order to get, uh, get what they want. And, um, so it's an, an important warning from our God. And that word redeemer, you know, it's really a rich Old Testament word because it, it, it's a, it's a family, uh, it, it was something that God instituted in order to protect families. So if someone, right. so if someone, uh, so you, the, the classic example is um, Ruth, uh, Ruth and Boaz. Yeah. yeah, Boaz was her kinsman redeemer, um, or, or uh, the kinsman redeemer of Naomi. And so he had, he had, uh, well, for a while, he thought he had first claim to marry Ruth. There was somebody else who was actually closer in relation who could have but chose not to. And so, you know, Boaz ends up marrying Ruth. But the idea is there everyone has a, a, a kinsman redeemer, a family member uh, who is there to protect them. Um, but here, they're identifying not, not a human being, but rather God himself. Mm -hmm. So if you have, you know, different kinsman redeemers have different levels of strength or ability or might or whatever. Yeah. But if you're talking about God as the redeemer, right? right yeah. uh, he's the one backing up the fatherless, backing up the widow. Uh, and that's how, that's, uh, that, that serves, served as a warning back then. And it should certainly serve as a warning, but also a comfort to us too, right? Yeah. Because in many ways we are the helpless. We are the fatherless. We are the, the widows um, in, in this sinful world. And yet who is our redeemer? Our redeemer is that powerful, mighty one uh, who will, who will, plead our cause on the last day when we are mistreated or we are misused. Right. And that's why we don't have to search for vengeance on our own. Mm -hmm. It's something that God is going to do for us. And so have you been mistreated? Have you been abused? Have you been um, misused in your life? Uh, take comfort. Your Redeemer is mighty and he will plead his, your cause on right. the last day. Which brings us to our hymn of the day. Uh, we want to read hymn 363, uh, which speaks to that. It's in the Redeemer section, speaks to that word Redeemer. It says... To our Redeemer's glorious name, awake the sacred song. O may his love immortal flame tune every heart and tongue. His love, what human thought can reach, what mortal tongue portray, imagination's utmost stretch in wonder dies away. He left his radiant throne on high, left realms of heavenly bliss, 
and came to earth to bleed and die, was ever love like this? Dear Lord, while we adoring pay our humble thanks to thee, may every heart with rapture say, the Savior died for me. O oh, may the sweet, the blissful theme fill every heart and tongue, till strangers love the charming name and join the sacred song. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.